0: Hi everyone, I'm Liz Kasky. As a travel curator, cook, wine aficionado, and design lover here in South America, I've always been fascinated by the stories of how creatives pursue their dreams. What's the energy behind a great chef and restaurant? How is that tasty cheese made? Why does this wine speak to me? What was the inspiration for that hotel? Or simply appreciating the artistry of an old world weaving with contemporary design? I'm constantly searching for local flavors and am passionate about sharing them. Welcome to In Search of Flavor, a podcast that explores the experiences, ideas, and stories behind the fascinating trailblazers in the region and the beautiful projects they've birthed. So pour yourself a glass of wine, dial into your wanderlust, and get ready to be inspired. Hi, guys. Since today is Christmas Eve and everyone is at home with their families for the holidays, I thought we'd do a special holiday episode of In Search and Flavor that highlights the different holiday traditions throughout South America, from Colombia to Peru, Argentina, Uruguay, and of course, Chile. During the month of December, while the Northern Hemisphere prepares for winter, down here, we welcome the beginning of summer and months filled with sunshine, beach and pool hanging out, delicious summertime foods, you know, think peaches, tomatoes, cherries, corn, basil, and the onset of white wine and rosé wine season. So imagine celebrating Christmas in July and you can kind of get a sense of what it feels like here weather-wise at least. I thought it would be fun to invite a few friends and colleagues from around the region to share how they celebrate the holidays at home with their families and also a few childhood memories.
1: My name is Cecilia diaz Street, I'm one of the owners of Cava's Wine Lodge and live in Mendoza, Argentina. We celebrate Christmas, but I also enjoy the meaning in Hanukkah And I feel December is a special time of year, regardless of the religious symbolism. For me as a child, December and the festivities always meant the beginning of a very, very long summer holiday. It was not just a week or 10 days, because school ended mid-December and we would not go back until the beginning of March. I grew up in the outskirts of Buenos Aires, the capital city of Argentina, with two younger siblings in a beautiful house with a garden. We had several linden trees and it made December so fragrant. Today, if I'm traveling in the States or in Europe and I smell linden trees, it feels like Christmas. I remember on December 8th we always had our Christmas tree ready and we played the rest of the month, mostly in the pool, it was always hot, until the evening of December 24th when we received um, cousins, aunts, uncles. We were about 15 or 20 people. They always arrived when it was already dark. The days are long in summer, so it could be 9 p.m., but it's quite funny. People in Argentina cannot eat dinner if it's daylight. Everybody brought something typical for dinner. We had to cook it at home. We couldn't bring it from a takeaway or buy it somewhere else. It was a tradition. So my mom used to make Vitello tomato, crepes tower. It was crepes with hard palms and mayonnaise and lettuce and tomatoes. Cold grilled chicken. That would be my my aunt and uncle. And then rice with tuna pudding. It was all cold because it was very hot. It was like 85 or 88 degrees. So we always had a buffet and we all helped ourselves from there. And ice cream year after year for dessert, and we loved it. The tradition was to wait until midnight, so we went out of the house looking for Santa. For the little ones, it was always more difficult to stay awake. When we came back, we always found all the presents under the tree and got desperate to open them. While our parents, uncles, and aunts would toast with sparkling wine and eat the typical panettone, nuts and nougat. All the specialties that we only get to eat at this time of year. And this was inherited from the Italian and the Spanish immigrants in Argentina. I always wonder that, it's like really with all the heat and eating these wonderful things but mostly suited for winter. (laughs) And the next day, Christmas day, we always got together for lunch. This was always at another house with the leftovers from Christmas Eve. I remember this as fun as well, with cousins in the pool, and again, more panettone and nuts and nougat. Today we celebrate Christmas Eve at the Lodge in Mendoza. Martin, my husband, our two kids, Martina, who is 10, and Jeronimo, who is eight. We are always surrounded by our lovely team and guests. We eat outside, al fresco, in a beautiful patio under the stars. It is normally 80, to 84 degrees and it gets cooler as we get closer to midnight and it feels beautiful the poplar trees swinging leaves the soft breeze our chef does a special three course menu that we already try by this september and we pair it with ultra delicious wines we do not wait until midnight anymore but when we come home which is 15 minutes drive from cavas there are presents under the tree we cannot wait until Christmas Day. We go to bed normally at 2 a.m.
2: Hello, my name is Soledad. I am from Uruguay. I live in a small town Cojo Jose Ignacio, close to Punta del Este. But I come originally from another small town closer to Montevideo. I am sommelier. I've been working with wines for almost 20 years. And now I own my own wine bar and tapas bar here. I work with tourists a lot, all year long, but I celebrate Christmas with my family, my mom, my dad, my sister, my younger sister and my younger brother. Christmas in Uruguay, it's uh, it marks the beginning of the summertime and growing up when you are a kid, it also marks the beginning a little bit of the summer holidays. School normally ends five or six days before Christmas, so Christmas it's like a reminder of okay, holidays are here. So the feeling is is also always great. In my personal my personal case, Christmas is my favorite holiday of the year. And in our family, the tradition is to eat lamb uh, like many Uruguayan families that night, since it's very nice, normally outdoors, we cook something at the parisha, at the barbecue probably 90% of your wine families that night, no matter what they celebrate, they do an asado that evening. And by asado, I mean anything cooked on the parrilla. It might be beef, it might be chicken, but it's the excuse to cook something on the fire. And if it takes longer, the longer longer it takes, the better so you have the chance to get uh, really in touch with your family again and talk a lot and drink a lot. So it's a great a great excuse to to turn on the police. In our family, we cook lamb. number one because it takes like five hours hours to to be ready. And normally in that time of the year, lambs are really, really easy to find and really good. So uh, we marinate it for a, a day in herbs and salt and olive oil and stuff, so we put on the parisha around 7 p.m. and it always, midnight comes and the lamb is never ready, so we end up eating all the salads that everyone brings and leave the lamb for next day. It's like part of the tradition. It's uh, It sounds strange, but we try, we try to finish it. And some years we have accomplished the task of eating it on Christmas Eve, but many, many times half of it is uh, is eaten the following day. We, growing up, when we were kids, uh, we were not allowed to open presents on Christmas Eve, especially because Santa arrived in the middle of the evening, so when, the, under the Christmas tree on that evening there were no presents. You went to bed and the following day you found the presents under the tree. Santa came, used to come on the middle of the evening, if you were good enough. Uh, now that we are older, we opened the presents on Christmas evening. But it used to be great, the feeling of going to bed knowing that Santa was coming and you you were going to find something for you the following morning. And in fact, I used to live in a, an apartment building and most of, of my neighbours were our friends, different ages, but we were all friends. So they used to knock on our doors at half past five in the morning, trying to wake us up and and see what we got and share the presents and play all day together with those new presents that we got.
3: Hi, my name is Diego Macias. I am the travel industry sales manager at Four Seasons Hotels Bogota. At the moment, I'm based in Bogota, Colombia. And I would like to share with you a little bit about my holiday time. Although Colombia is not a country of seasons, we do have our dry season from December to March. So it is a perfect time. And especially if you come to Bogota, I highly recommend you to come around December 15th, so you will feel um, the city completely empty, no rush, no traffic, so you will feel at holidays, even for us locals. I usually try to celebrate Christmas with my whole family, they come from different parts of Colombia, and we gather either in Bogota or sometimes different parts of Colombia. But let me be clear here, uh, we do not like to celebrate Christmas and New Year's Eve in the same place. In the middle of December, I start my season with a beautiful event. So we, with my mom or my family, some people from my family, uh, we buy some gifts. To share with children from women in prostitution. So, we arrange like a tiny event or a mini celebration to share with them some gifts, some music, some typical dishes. So, in that way, they can um, forget about their situation and live a beautiful moment. And talking about food. Let me tell you, if you come to Colombia for this fest- festive time, you have to try the natilla, which is a traditional corn pudding flavored with sugarcane or coconut or even arequipu, our dulce de leche. It is delicious. And you can mix it with our traditional buñuelos, a fry bowl of yuca flour and cheese. Um, but be careful. It could be dangerous to make, but addictive to try. In Colombia, you will find a lot and thousands of traditional preparations depending on the region. And especially when I was a child, I remember to travel with my family to the west part of Colombia. And my mom used to make a lot of sweets as a jam of to- with tomatoes and coconut, jam of lime, jam of green papaya, All those colors of the Christmas. And you mix all those sweets with the cheetahs, which is a traditional snack made with cheese and a cheetah flour. Oof, those are really addictive. You cannot stop eating it. So I remember a big table dinner with all those sweets, tamales, turkey, and lechona, which is a big roasted pig filled with beans and pork meat. And to drink, we have... Fresh juices, you know, in Colombia you will find a lot of um, uh, fruits, so you will have a lot of fresh juices, soft drinks, and a traditional masato, which is a delicious liquid made with rice and corn, typically from the Talima region. And we cannot miss the main ingredients, music and dancing. So finally, I would like to share... um, Wonderful memory that I have from my uh, childhood. And I remember a big logistic for children. So we used to go to bed really tired around 10 p.m. Despite the loud music on the streets, um, we had to go to bed at 10 p.m. So as you can imagine, we as a child were so anxious that we could not really sleep. At midnight, it's supposed to arrive Santa Claus with our gifts. So we woke up really um, quick and running for those gifts. And we opened it and then we continue with the dinner and dancing until 3 a.m. or even 5 a.m. sometimes. The party was really good. <laughs> So, as you might see, Colombia is a country of variety, and depending on the region, you will have different dishes and different traditions, but either if you are in a big city or in the smallest town in Colombia, you will enjoy the happiness of Colombian culture. Hello, my
4: name is Laura Clara. I live in Bogotá, Colombia, and I work as a reservation agent at Four Seasons i come from a jewish family and we celebrate hanukkah we usually used to celebrate hanukkah in my grandparents house they live in barranquilla colombia as little kids i remember we used to get together with our neighbors and we went to the synagogue to do different activities one of the activities we made was playing with the dreidel while singing the dreidel song Uh, when the dreidel Spin you you won some chocolate coins so at the end you used to win a lot of chocolate throughout the day another activity was singing hanukkah songs with all the different kids in the synagogue so it was very well a very nice memory i do have of this but the best of all was receiving a presents so as soon as we arrived to Barranquilla, to, to my grandparents' house, they had the bed full of presents for us. In my family, the tradition was to give presents only until you were 10 years old. So we actually did receive gifts until we were 10 years old. And after that, they stopped giving these Giving us presents. This is usually a tradition made from my grandparents to my parents, so we will follow up this tradition as well with our families. So in Barranquilla, the weather is usually hard all the year, so we we have the opportunity to go to the pool on uh, December when Hanukkah takes place, and we were in my grandparents' house. While in Bogota, the weather is, is cold, so we usually are in, the, in our house. Well, regarding the, the food in my family, the food is very important. Like, we are all gathered together for the food, so it's very emblematic for us. We usually make a lot of food when it comes to a tradition, a Jewish tradition, as we love to do family recipes, spending time in the kitchen, learning from my grandmother, as she's the one that has teaching us all these traditions. And for us, the most special thing is learning from her and taking everything that I have learned to the well to the to the recipes and keep them on for generations. So in Hanukkah we usually eat latkes and sufganiyot, latkes are like potato pancakes and sufganiyot are donuts filled in with jelly. So in Hanukkah they usually prepare fried food, eh, because of the oil. The oil that kept the menorah lit up for eight days instead of one. So it's like a special occasion, as it was a miracle to keep this light on for eight days instead of one. As mentioned previously. Uh, my grandmother is the one that has always been in charge of the food regarding the special occasions, special traditions. And in my family, we are, or I am willing up to keep this tradition going and keep the food being uh, emblematic um, occasion for our traditions.
5: Hola! My name is Penela Balsamora. I live in Lima and I do private culinary experience. In the holiday season where I live, right now I am at the beach. Here is, is summer and I spend all the year, this 2020, in a, the beach where I always come with my family during the summer, but this year we spend the whole year here it's a it's, um, it's a private beach and we have very close friends so we are no more than 15 families and during this uh, year on sunday we're gonna do is very popular here the intercambio de regalos so you have like i like your secret friend and we're gonna spend time together here we Ha, at the park, here in the beach, we have a park. Uh, we're gonna make like, we're gonna share, sometimes it's a open space, so everyone is gonna bring something that uh, you made it, homemade, we're gonna make some cookies, some polvorones that my kids love. I love to cook because I have my mama, my wonderful nanny, who was the nanny of my mom, and me, and I love to cook because of her, he used to make the turkey. Turkey is very traditional here for Christmas. And I remember when I was school, on the 24th, I was on vacation from uh, from like summer vacations. And usually I went with to the beach with my friends and came. For the, for the dinner, like at 5 p.m. I remember the smell of the turkey in the oven and something that I always remember. And another thing that I, I love since I was a kid is on the 25th, we went to the beach. It's like officially started the summer. So that kind of, you know, that those things, I, I love it. It's like, okay, start it. The, the summer, no. Christmas at my home is just a my closest family, you no. Know? My my mom, my dad, my sister, and also sometimes we do like the twenty-four with my in-laws and all my. We have a big family from my husband, like an Italian-Peruvian family. It's a big family and it's wonderful. A wonderful dinner and the twenty-fifth. Uh, traditionally is with my family, but this year, uh, because it's not the typical year, we're going to spend the Christmas Eve here at the beach, just the closest family. Christmas Eve is is very traditional here. Turkey, Uh, I love the turkey. We make also something that is very traditional, it's arroz arabe, which is like a pilaf with uh, pecans and and raisins. I love the I love fresh salads with know with the fennel, the pomegranate and the the some the cabrales or something like that. So we, we love that in my home. Very traditional also here is the um, pude pure de manzana or like an applesauce and also puré de camote in my house is not very traditional, but Peru, in Peruvian homes, very traditional that. So with not of a lot of Peruvian influence for the Christmas Eve, but on the which I love also is like the brunch on Christmas. And this is with tamales, eh, humitas, with the turkey with make sandy de pavo, with in my home they love or which is with like an onion and aji salsa and an aioli and it's nice and I'm in charge of most of the cooking for Christmas and I love it. all the family my, my, my sister loves to cook, my mom brings the desserts uh, traditional we drink more like cabas yeah like a cava, like a champagne um, on Christmas Eve And here also the 25th, because we celebrate lunch. is ceviche, of course, it's summer, officially started. The summer is the, um, so we love ceviche for lunch. We open the gift, now that my kids are older, yes, at midnight,
0: uh, when they were little, used to be on the 25th. So I'll share a little bit about Christmas in Chile since I have a Chilean family here. My husband's Chilean, and we have celebrated mostly Chilean-wise over the last 20 years here. Chilean Christmas tradition involves decorating a lot of houses and the malls, the public spaces with sometimes Christmas trees, but a lot of festive lights, usually starting in November, Christmas trees tend to be really hard to find in Chile since the fir trees are not native, particularly in the central Mediterranean part. So most people opt for artificial trees, us included, to decorate in their homes. Throughout the holiday season, and this begins at the beginning of December, Chileans love this iconic and very refreshing holiday punch called colo de mono or cole mono, depending how you pronounce it. That's known as monkey's tail. And it really does break the heat. It's it's much nicer than a, a heavy eggnog. It's a cousin actually to White Russian, the cocktail White Russian, made with coffee, milk, cinnamon, sugar, and agua ardiente, a Chilean alcohol. There are countless versions that vary from cook to cook or mixologist to mixologist at home. But every family will have a funny story about that time one of the tío or tía had a little too much colo de mono and things got interesting. Chilean Christmas wouldn't be complete without the magic of the viejito pascuero or Santa Claus. However, unlike up north, where he's believed to come down the chimneys, chimneys are not so common in Chile, and he's usually found wearing his red and white outfit, completely overdressed for the heat, delivering gifts through the front door or windows. In my husband's case, as a child, a bell would chime, the kids would be distracted, and the gifts would magically appear. Christmas in Chile tends to be all out on the 24th in the evening, and they call it la noche buena, which literally means the good night. So Catholics will attend a mass called Misa de Gallo, and everyone gathers that evening, usually after sunset and mass, to have a huge dinner, a feast and then they open gifts starting at midnight. Most families in Chile tend to gravitate to roasted turkey as the centerpiece of the meal and a lot of times there's special appetizers like cheese boards or seafood dishes uh, as first courses are very common and a lot of salads because once again we're in summer it's hot. People love for example special salads that could be like hearts of palm or sometimes you know just different I would say a lot of seafood tends to appear on the menus. For dessert, one of the things that you know is very different in this region, which you've heard other people talking about, is there really are no Christmas cookies, or at least up until a few years ago, that they weren't the norm here. It's all Pan de Pascua, which Pan de Pascua is like the panettone. It's a sponge-like cake that's tinged with spices, a little bit of rum, filled with dried fruit optional nuts. And it's really tasty, comes in a bunt style cake. And in fact, it's so popular here that every year, at least in Santiago, there's a, a big competition among bakeries to be ranked who makes the best pan de Pascua. And, and some you have to actually get on wait lists to assure that you get it. You can't wait till the last minute if you're buying it or you're going to have pan de Pascua crisis. On 25th, since everybody is up opening gifts and partying basically until four or five in the morning, the 25th here is very quiet. People tend to sleep in, they relax, they head for the beach, they go to the pool or the park. It's just a very quiet, chill day. And lunch is always a leftover from the night before. And so to share a little bit about our family, because we are this bicultural family and household US, obviously, in Chile. We've kind of merged and celebrate Christmas Eve as an adults only event with champagne and tapas like artisan cheeses with my apricot chutney, which I love to make at this time of year since apricots are in season. And we sometimes will get oysters from the south, from the Chiloé archipelago. Our kids still go to bed very early. They're they're quite little. So we make sure they go to bed by by 8 or 9 p.m. And then in the morning we wake up and do a more northern style uh northern hemisphere style I should say christmas that we have christmas cookies for breakfast which is perfectly acceptable with coffee on christmas and we do do their presents we generally don't exchange presents as adults we just focus on the kids and the joy that they get from opening you know their gifts and then lunch is sort of a a christmas brunch and we keep it light because it's really hot here i mean typical days during christmas can be 85 even up to 90 fahrenheit by the mid-afternoon so it really is lighter fare we love to make roasted salmon uh the umitas which are are corn tamales with basil, we'll make chili and salad, uh, tomato salad, which has uh, cilantro and cured onions. And, you know, a lot of times for dessert, we, it's all about the fruit. So we'll just bring out platters of watermelon and cherries, peaches, berries, apricots. It's, it's just, it's summer. And so, you know, it's funny just to share, I, you know, I've been here two decades now and which is almost half my life and i used to get very nostalgic about this time of year about missing you know the northern hemisphere where i grew up in the northeast where snow was prevalent and it got dark very early and all the lights but funny enough when we visited last year family over the holidays i was so freezing cold and just very out of sorts with the lack of daylight that i think i finally something switched and I really came to appreciate how much I love the holidays in summer, because it's a different expression. It's outward instead of inward. And there is something about sitting outside with a glass of champagne as the sun sets at 9.30 p.m. and twilights after 10 p.m., you know, that balmy morning breeze that comes in as you're having your coffee and opening gifts. For me, it means zero desire to engage in Christmas cookie projects, which I will eat the christmas cookies that that's the reality. And I just love the abundance of light and we just have so much fun like giggling at you know the when we do see Santa here that he's dressed like he would look in the US or Europe. It just looks so ridiculous and the kids and I always make jokes that he needs to shave that beard and get some shorts. So it's just it's a very different way to celebrate but I love it for different reasons and I and I think if you have the opportunity to come down maybe next year in 2021 or 2022 and do book with a lot of notice cuz it's the busiest two weeks of the entire year to travel here you have the opportunity to have a christmas that's outside that you know you can go to the beach you can be in these beautiful nature settings you can go to patagonia which is the best one of the best times of the year to go and i would say beyond just like you know, that outward pull to spend time outside, people are, it's, it's summer, vacation has started, people are laid back, it's relaxed, it's breezy, it's cheerful. And I think that that is a, a nice injection sometimes to take you through winter. So anyway, I want to wish all of you happy holidays from all of us here in Chile and South America to you and your family. And we will catch you next week. Felices fiestas if you enjoyed this episode please share it with a friend family member co-worker or whoever could use some wonderlust in their life right now Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. They're tremendously helpful and we greatly appreciate it. For more inspiration and information on how to come travel with us in South America or bring South America into your home, visit our website at www.lizkansky.com and follow us on Instagram at LCCWE. See you guys next week. Hasta la próxima.